It's that first red carpet. Because it's going to happen. You look on the red carpet and see a girl that you dug. <laughs> salty. <laughs> salty. Salty bucket. Yeah, probably. And I'm still shooting. Oh. Now you got to shoot, though. As a, as a civilian. Uh, <laughs> 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 Left my shit on Reed. You got, you got, you got to pull up. You got to pull up. Wait, is it Reed happens. or Red? I always say Red receipts, but then people been saying Reed. Is it Reed or Red? I think uh, it's I past think tense. You, yeah, you can leave it on Reed, but it's Red. Mm. I think it. Okay, like, fair. I think it's always red, but red, whatever I mean, works. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> this is a uh, Big Brody Cast. Mm. It's your boy B Cast. Mm. Um, what? My ancestors were a part of the Mbaku <laughs> tribe. The Jabari tribe. The Jabari tribe. Not the Mbaku is the leader. I just felt like I, I was yeah. related to him. <laughs> Uh, it, it, what, what, what do you say his name? It's your boy, uh, um, um, Jobu. Um, Jobu. <laughs> uh, son of. In Jobu. Yeah, son of, uh, what is it? Jobu. Listen, um, if you have not seen yeah. Black Panther, I suggest you turn it off after you listen to this whole episode. You better not stop listening. Hey, brother. You already clicked play? Yeah, just commit. come with us. Just commit. Yeah. Just commit. Just like, but no, oh, seriously, yeah. if you have not seen Black Panther at this point, I think we've given you almost two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, it's been two weeks. Almost. Two weekends. Two weekends. Okay. Two, two weekends. weekends for sure to have gone and seen the movie by now. So it's your fault. Yeah. We gonna intro the guest? Uh, no, I wasn't going to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with us, we have the lovely TJ. T Jizzle on okay. the on the mizzle. Okay. <laughs> She's a little corny. Uh, I um, am, am a, a descendant of Okoye, a uh, member of the Dora Milaje. Okay. Just in case y'all were wondering. Okay. You could tell when niggas have seen the movie more than once. Niggas got all these words. Yeah. I've been reading articles and shit. I just, I'm Okoye I'm was probably one of my favorite supporting actors. Oh, she yeah. She probably made me look, look Shuri, Okoye, Mbaka, uh, Killmonger. Sure. Uh, everybody really like everybody was pretty lit. Everybody, everybody was pretty lit. Okoye was fantastic. But I think the supporting yeah. actors really made this a strong movie. For yeah. Me. You know, Black Panther was lit because they got Forrest as straight as a motherfucker. I don't oh know if it was God. CGI. I don't know what it was, but both. <laughs> Every they, time. I feel like they did an excellent job of casting another cockeyed <laughs> like another droopy eyed person to play a younger version of him. Man. How did they do that? I don't know. His last name is actually actually Whitaker. Um, oh, really? Yeah. They did a movie together uh, before Black Panther. They did um, the, debate? The, the Great Debaters. Yeah. Uh, his name is Denzel Whitaker, actually. So, Interesting. So you got the last Denzel Washington was in the greater Matters and Forrest Whitaker so when he auditioned they were like um yeah wow. uh, but yeah Good for him. it's interesting because he does kind of look like Forrest yeah he yeah. does so box office currently 
287 million U.S. And 400. Is it 500 now? 505 million worldwide. Oh, that's 105 million more than the last time I looked. That's yes. dope. $505 million worldwide. Why? Because black folks are lit. Um, what ha- this is what happens when you give you give a budget to a black director and a very talented black cast. People want to go see good, well produced films, and you know, and Marvel is a, is a huge brand. You you already have the 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 people who are already Marvel fans, mm-hmm. but there's so many more people that mm-hmm. want to go see it because of. You know, because of the fact that they were seeing themselves on the screen, um, and I, I think hopefully that this wakes some people up and realize and makes people realize that we can bring dollars to the box office because um, we can. Clearly, most of the people involved on the screen, at least, were black, aside from two actors, um, and I just think that says a lot. Um, I think it's a myth that black films or people or heavily black casts can't bring in the money. So there's something I think um, that people kind of fail to realize uh, is positioning. So I'm thinking, could this album, I mean album, could this movie, (laughs) would this movie have had the same impact 20 or so years ago? Led by Wesley Snipes. No way. Because then it would have been called Blade. And it would have been a cult classic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And 20 years ago, we were just in a, a completely different space socially, too. But he said... So, Blade came out in what? 1998? 1996? 1998. 1998. Yeah. Okay. Blade was the first Marvel production. Mm-hmm. So, before Spider-Man... Sure, we had Batman. So, we had DC Comics. We had all that. Right. Air quotes around Marvel production. Okay. Air quotes. Uh, first Marvel, let's just say rollout. Air, okay. Just just yeah. rollout. Okay. That led to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That led to every other hero movie that we have today. But before uh, the Black Panther we have today, Wesley Snipes and team thought it would be great to bring Black Panther alive. This wasn't the first time it was pitched to studios. Studios... As they always say, we don't see the audience for this. Mm-hmm. Who's going to come out and see a movie about a wealthy African prince, a well-educated prince who comes from a resourceful, plentiful uh, country? All right? Who wants to see that? My question is, would, it have, would we have come out in droves like we did now all those years ago? My, my initial thought was no, but so so... It's always been thought that that there's not a market for for stories like this, uh-huh. but but we we've, we've seen you know not necessarily this particular story, but just stories with black people in the, the at the center of the the plot. We've seen those perform well, so we know that that's a myth. So I'm thinking that like if if this would have happened 20 years ago. I don't think it would have been as successful, but I think that it would have performed better than than they thought it would have. You know what I mean? Like, I think they downplayed it a lot. Yeah. But it could have it could have done well in the box office. I agree. I think it would have done better than 
than people would have thought. Like, you know, it would have had very low expectations. Um, but I think two major things help, three major things help to make Black Panther what it was. One, social media. Um, you can create a frenzy in 2018. So you can create a buzz, you can create like so much momentum before it even starts mm-hmm. that when it starts, you're just flying through the gates. Mm-hmm. You know, the pre-sales mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you see it, then everybody's doing the dances, everybody's doing the Wakanda forever. You know, everybody's like, man, you know, I want to be a part of this moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is a moment now. Mm-hmm. Two, I think it's the Obama effect. Because now, so that's two and three. I think it's the Obama effect because we don't have Obama anymore and that was our person that we looked to for our generation like most of us that was the first president we voted for and that was our win Mm -hmm. like that was the person that we can say man we did that Mm -hmm. so that turned into because of 45 that turned into Black Panther because now it's something that I know I can make number one Mm -hmm. like I could show everybody that black people are powerful as fuck so after you go after you going and seeing people that look like you that are like rich and smart and polished, you see yourself in that. Yeah. So you go and support it. Right. So I think that was like the three things that affected why it would happen now. So that's why I think twenty years ago it wouldn't have happened because of just the era it was in. I don't think And social media is and social media. Social media is huge. Yeah. Like you got everybody posting um their Black Panther pictures and, you know, doing the Wakanda Forever cross the chest. Um, you dig? And uh, so social media is huge because people talk about it on social media makes other people interested. Um, and that's something we definitely didn't have 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, a uh, critic could say it's trash. And then that's going to stop a million people from going to see it. True. So now a critic can say it's trash, we could be like, what the fuck? You don't know what you're talking about. Right. Everybody has a voice. Right. So that's, you know, again, that's true. And I guess social, yeah, social media gives everybody like that platform uh, to be a critic. Uh, Yeah, that's real. So what was y'all thoughts on the movie? It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I held my chest like, (laughs) uh, I felt like a little kid watching. I was in awe. I thought it was beautiful. I was encouraged and like moved. I was, I was just like, and it was just black. It was, it was so black. Um, and it made me ask questions, and it made me hit my friend in the shoulder a good twenty times, uh, cause I was like, did you hear that? Cause it kept dropping like little nuggets. Um, I thought it was great. So nice, I had to see it twice, and I'm also planning a trip to see it in 4DX. So I've seen it three <laughs> times. At this at this point, I I don't think I've ever gone. I don't. I've never paid for a movie three times in my life. There's yeah. nothing that I've ever wanted to see three times. Um, if you can't tell by that, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, it was. It's hard for me. So every time I watch, there's something else that I like about it. Something else that I dislike about it. Uh, initially, mm. I think I was very critical of Killmonger's villain. Right, right the, the, him being painted out as a villain. Why isn't he speaking in a quote unquote Wakandan accent? Second time around, you realize like, no, he's supposed to be a kid from Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is supposed to show the dichotomy of what it means to be African, then African American, right? right? They're not the same. Um, he's really not a villain. I agree. Um, 
this is a movie that is hard for me to separate from um, what is that? Not it, bias isn't word. It's a very personal movie for me. When I think mm-hmm. about how this would have impacted me as a shorty, right? Like I like I, I feel like I've been waiting for this movie for a very long time. So I've even been as bold to say if you don't like this movie, I think I don't think you love yourself. I've, I, I say that because I, I just think as a as a as a black person, as a person of color, you know how powerful you know it is to see yourself in in positions of of wealth, right? You got right. a degree from Oxford, got a degree from MIT, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're not some drunk on the street, you know, like Hancock. No, you weren't. I don't know, like you. I don't want to say that there aren't heroes in Harlem because we know that there are heroes in Harlem, right? But to be royalty. It's something that I have never seen displayed to that magnitude, right. which is why I love it. Right. So, was there anything that you didn't like about the movie? Uh, I mean, some transitions, I think, were, you know, a little weird. Uh, I wish I would have delved just a little bit more into to Killmonger. Uh, you know... Him killing his father, I don't necessarily know if that was that was the the arc should have been built around you know that knee jerk reaction. I don't know, right? That's just me being being picky at that point. But I think it flowed. It doesn't feel like two hours. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. Like every time I go in there, like I never feel like I've been sitting in my seat for right. two hours. Right. Uh, so to me, that's amazing because I've I've. I've Falling asleep in plenty of, plenty of action-packed movies, Absolutely. right? Like, uh, <laughs> like easily, you know. And it, and it doesn't matter the time of day. It doesn't matter what I was doing prior. It still doesn't feel like two hours. Um, but yeah, that would probably that would probably be it. Maybe some storyline tweaks. But that's also knowing the comic as well. I think I would have liked if it was longer. And I think I would have liked. Yeah, four hours. I think I would have liked to see another. Superhero, you know what I'm I think saying? we'll like, see that later, though. No, I think we will, but you know how um, in other uh, like superhero movies, they'll show like a glimpse of another character mm-hmm. to tie him in. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it was great that they held Black Panther on their own, mm-hmm. but I feel like give us the just do of bringing another character in. Mm-hmm. So give us like a glimpse of uh, Iron Man. Give us a glimpse of. You know, Superman, Batman, whatever. But like, you have to because you have to give something so it's just not an island in itself. But it is. I know it is. Yeah. But what I'm saying, like, I mean, it, it is because no one else in the world knows, knows about. It, it knows about. But it. then at the conference, like at the end of the, you know, at the end of the, well, yeah, it's not a spoiler anymore. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, when he's at that conference and he's telling about how we should build bridges, and, you know. Then just show like a glimpse of somebody in the crowd, you know, gotcha. to tie it in, bring gotcha. me into the world. So then people that are just Marvel fans that went to see it, mm-hmm. now they have to come back to the second. You know, it's interesting to me as I was exiting the theater, I could overhear a couple talk about how they didn't expect the movie to be so serious. Um, and, That's interesting. And then kind of followed up by saying like she didn't understand. I mean, you can guess the rest later. Uh, <laughs> she didn't understand why the universe. Marvel Universe needed more characters, right? She felt as though there was enough already. Um, so they probably should have like built a wall so they couldn't. Probably. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I like the the opinion, like how people, some people feel threatened by black, you know, Black Panther, right? People say, why does it have to be called Black Panther? What if I had a movie called White Panther? Uh, okay, I mean, mm-hmm. if, what if we had a movie about uh, you know? And it's called Black royalty? Panther because it's a it's a Black Panther. Uh, I mean, it's, it's literally built the, around a religion. But you've got movies <laughs> about superhero movies about Black royalty. I mean, white royalty, if you will, right? Like, yo, you never had to ask for it. I right. guess cool. it's the big, it's the bigger bigger question. <laughs> you never looked at a thing and said, "Well, what if?" Because it was already there, right? Uh, but. Something that's interesting, right? So they were started in the same year, right? The Black Panther. Um, they, they say the comic predates the actual founding of the Black Panther uh, regime. So yeah, they does. say that they, 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 they coincidentally say that there's no direct tie. However, I, don't, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do. As much genius as I want to give Stan Lee, I think, it, I think there is some... No, it's not coincidence, right? Yeah, I, I've read some stuff where it said that the Black Panther Party was encouraged to name the party that because of the comic. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I won't. I won't speak in fact because I don't. I don't really know exactly how it worked. Well, I, mean, uh, I, did, a, I did a little research, and they said uh, they 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 tried to change it because of backlash to Black Leopard, and mm-hmm. like, who the fuck is the Black Leopard? Uh, right. We just gonna switch it back to the Black Panther right. and, and take these L's. Like yeah. you weren't gonna read this comic anyway. It wasn't for you. So right. we're just gonna keep it pushing. Back to what you were saying about people saying that they felt like Marvel had enough characters. It's so interesting what <laughs> what people say and don't even like they don't realize what they're actually saying because it's what they think subconsciously all the time. It's, I think I think it speaks to how people don't don't really value blackness sometimes. And also, I think people are threatened by black excellence. I think that's why people try to shoot you down in the office. If you, you know, you you get too successful or your ideas get too good, people try to find a way to kind of like a friend of mine is dealing with that right now. Like people are at her. Um and she's just really doing a good job, but like people are trying to undermine her because she's a woman and she's black. I mean, these are all assumptions, but probably probably also facts. But like when when you see people be excellent that are supposed to be gone, they're supposed slavery was supposed to end them, colonization was supposed to end them, and then they dare to be excellent anyway, then people have issues with that. But they don't they don't say that. And sometimes they don't even realize that they have an issue with that. So they say things like, I don't understand why we need characters like this. Or why do they have to make a movie like that? You know, or, you know that's racist. Or, no, I really think it's, a, I think it's threatening. Um, and also, the su- superior folks kind of want to stay superior, whether they want to admit that or not. So any, any threat to that is dangerous. I, I, you kind of touch on something when we talk about the when I'm thinking about some real life like connections between this movie and you know, actual things happening in the real world one scene that bothered me and I get it but it still bothers me is when T'Challa finally catches up finally catches up with uh, Claw uh-huh. and he's got him by the neck he's ready to rip his face off and Okoye comes out and says, 
king of the world is watching. Mm-hmm. And it always makes me think about the restraint that we have to show uh, in the world, just in general. Mm-hmm. Man has every right, is justified to kill the man who killed his father. Awesome. I think I can understand that, right? Yeah. Like, had this been anybody else, would you have had to display said restraint? Right. That's real. But that's kind of part of our superpowers as black people, though. You have superior restraint. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's every day you have to restrain yourself. You're like, what? And in your head, you have so many reactions. It's like our uh, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's so high. Mm-hmm. And it has to be. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you don't adapt to that, it's either your emotional intelligence is super high or you a gangbanger. So, so, <laughs> For real. so are you T'Challa? Or are you Killmonger? I've, I I will even go as far as to say, I don't think they built T'Challa up enough for us to really be indecisive. Like I, When I left that theater, I felt more like Killmonger or M'Baka or another character than I actually felt like the king of Wakanda. I felt like all of them. Yeah. Like, I'm all of them in one. On the outside, I look like M'Baka. <laughs> M'Baku. Whatever. On the inside... I got half, no, I got 75% Killmonger, mm-hmm. 25% Takala. Mm-hmm. But I just know how to flex whichever style I need. I, that's that. I, that is probably the most crucial thing. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a balance. I think I have both uh, T'Challa and, and, and Killmonger. Uh, T'Challa has this, this compassion almost to a fault um, that I think that I have sometimes or just... Caring so much that you, it kind of blinds you. Um, but also, I just think I think he was a strong leader and also wanted to challenge some of the things um, that he saw happening in the past. Um, but I think his, like his father told him that because he was kind-hearted and honest, that was going to make it difficult for him to 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 lead a nation. Um, and Killmonger was a murderer. You know, but like I, I, I think that I agree that he's not a villain because I understand he rep- to me he represents what happened to us when like history was stripped away from us and when the connection was lost and we we didn't really have anything to look back at. You know, it's made a lot of us angry. We not all of us have killed, but it's made a lot of us upset. And then that anger kind of leads to blind action that I think yes. Killmonger took yes. and that was his flaw not yes. not his thoughts and his ideas like I agree with those but the way that he went about it is where he fell short but but I feel it you know I think that in a way the anger is fueling us all though yeah you know what I'm saying it's because we have that I'll show you you know what I'm saying it's like if That's anything true. that happens in your life like most times your reaction is Okay, because you're going to prove them wrong. And that anger is just fueling you and it's building up and it's building up. Just because you have to think about, and when you look at Black Panther, you see like, God damn, that's what I was. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And you see what was and what could have been. And you know now that you have to right the wrongs. Right. A kid from Oakland, a kid from Chicago, doesn't matter, right? A kid in Philadelphia, a kid in New York, Atlanta, doesn't really matter. Because at that point, I'm not sure if I'm wanted here. I'm not sure if I'm wanted over there. I don't know where to. Pro- I don't know where to. Okay, the difference between us and uh, let's just say the, the 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 several others, right? I don't. I don't want to put a title on them. Is knowing where to 
channel your anger. Mm. Right? So you think about how easily he killed that girl, right? She was a bystander. Jeez. To be honest. Jeez. Right? But you can compare that to points shooting somebody outside, right? In 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 Inglewood, right? It right. doesn't really matter, right? Everybody's a target, like, but you're just a means you're in my way. Yeah. Till I get to my goal. It really didn't matter at that point. Cause it makes me think about what does Killmonger actually care about? Right. Was it really the people or was it the throne? Or was the throne just an accessory? And I really do want to arm the rest of the world to take over. Um I don't think he really knew, I don't think he knew. Choked like, up grandma, you know, yeah. in the in the basement, you know. I don't <laughs> like and that's the undertaker. <laughs> that's the thing. Just like people who just like people who kill folks on the street, like that seem angry and just aimless on the surface, but right. like underneath that is a bunch of pain and confusion. So I don't even know if Killmonger knew. I, I know Killmonger was angry underneath that. He was hurt because he was left behind and nobody showed him where he was from like they promised him. And so I, I think part of him wanted to, part of him wanted to lead, but like I think a lot of that was because he just needed to feel the importance that he just spent his whole life trying to feel. Um, and I think, but I do think that part of his heart actually did care about the world. Like, I think that was honest. Like, mm-hmm. cared, cared about getting resources to them. And that's the part that I really could side with. Like, he was trying to encourage them to use their resources. But, like, just his approach, um, just, it, it tainted it a little bit. And that happens a lot. You know, people's approach taint, kind of taint their... Their message we sometimes. Can, we, can, we can have a whole conversation about approach. <laughs> I, I think that also served as a bit of symbolism too, is because think of how powerful they would have been together. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't you we don't always have to be like, I'm trying to get here, you trying to get here. It's exactly. the same location, but we're going different routes. Right, because at the end of the movie, he essentially agreed to um, what is what is uh, Lupita's character? Uh, uh, Nakia. Yeah, Nakia. Nakia and Killmonger essentially somewhere in the middle wanted the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We have the resources to help people around the world, right? Mm-hmm. One wanted more violence; the other just wanted to just we can make them sustainable, right? right. They don't have to be impoverished. And it, at the end of the movie, he essentially agrees to that. Right. So we all, all three of us are, are getting what getting what we want. Um, and I think it speaks to like just black people across the diaspora. Like like we are separate in a lot of ways, but yeah. that was just a reminder that we don't have to be. You know, like I'm I'm thinking about going to this conversation that uh, this association is holding sometime in March, just about bridging the gap between black folks in America and black folks in Africa or just across the diaspora because like it's a lot of I could say a lot about this I'm gonna try to keep it concise but um I know there was a lot of anger and hurt feelings from like first generation uh Africans Mm -hmm. that live here uh because you know because African Americans were real excited about the movie and you know wearing their garb and they just like but y'all was the same one who was talking about us and calling us African booty scratcher and all that so like they felt they felt like this was some bullshit, basically. Can I curse on you? I guess so. You right? can say whatever. <laughs> you want to curse on I don't know. That was a dumb question. That was a dumbass question. Yeah. Um, so, but I was just like, I want everybody, this is always what I'm asking everybody all day, all the time, is to look beyond the surface. So, yes, people are calling you African booty scratcher and making fun of you, and you have a lot of hurt from that. But understand 
that it's hurt on both sides. There's lack of knowledge on both sides. You know, it is, it's a result. It's a result of the same, the same thing I was saying earlier, a result of slavery and colonization and just a lack of knowledge, a lack of connection too. So if you can look beyond your hurt and look beyond the people saying it and, you know, go a little bit deeper, I think we can have really good conversations about this. I mean, it's not excusing people or like not holding people accountable for the things that they've said that's been hurtful, but it just bothers me when people just stay on the surface because like we miss a lot of stuff uh, and there's so much to unpack across the diaspora. A lot of, just a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit to unpack Um, and we don't have to be at odds about it. You know, because we we all are kind of affected by, you know, white supremacy, really, across the world. Um, so we should talk about that and how to fix that and how to how to fix our own uh, gaps or wedges between us. But I guess that's kind of why we strive to be so successful, because... We feel like once I get here, then I can start pulling people up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can open this. I can start this program. I can help you. But I just got to get here, and then I can help you. And I feel like that's basically what Killmonger was going through his whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that he should have started... <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you think he was just waiting to get to a certain place? Do you think he should have started trying to help before he got to that? Like... Helping along the way. The, I think him being king was just where he had to go. Like mm-hmm. his whole life, he's like, okay, I have to get there. I have to be king because once I'm king, then I can pull people up. Right. But I don't think, I just think he went about it the wrong way. Right. So, in scene, knife is in his heart. He tells T'Challa, you know, my father used to tell me uh, Wakanda was the most beautiful place he'd ever seen, right? Imagine a kid from Oakland running around talking about that. What you just kind of touched on makes me think about how some people get nauseated when you refer to yourself as king or queen, right? How some people don't even view Africa as, one, a continent, but several different countries that are rich with metals and resources and grain. I mean, just vastly, vastly rich beyond your imagination and not thinking that you come from that, right? Like, I think it goes back to thinking... That you come from slavery. Mm-hmm. Like your origins. Like you literally. A fucking pelican dropped you off. You know what I'm saying. Into a plantation. That's where your story starts. And that's not true. So that's what makes me. I think about Killmonger when he says that. Well, imagine somebody walking around saying. Oh look. This is where I come from. This is where you come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. But that messed with me so much when they, when they went back and showed the boy standing up to the sky. And he sees like. Imagine how crazy you would sound. Saying, you know, telling your friends you saw a, a whatever plane or something like that and then going and reading your father's book about this whole world that's just completely different than what you know that exists today. People would think you are absolutely nuts. Right. So to your point, I had to make it. Because anything less than this, you would call me a lie. You already been calling me a lie. So anything less than 100% of my goal will not suffice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how we all feel at the end of the day. Like, I have to make it, bar none. If I don't, I'm feeding, you know, I'm feeding into the lies. Right. Ruthless ambition. Period. Ruthless. Um, so how did we feel about 
the Warriors being women. I love that. I'm going to let TJ TJ have that. I loved it for so many reasons. First of all, because we all know how strong women are. Know your worth, queen. Know your worth. We all know how strong. and, And I love the fact that they were strong, but it didn't. It didn't dismiss the strength of the men. Um, sometimes the issue, some issues that I have with certain parts of feminism, not all of it, but certain certain feminist ideas is that I don't like when it tries to take jabs at manhood or masculinity or like or or emasculates. I don't think I don't think feminism should emasculate. I think I think it can exist without that. Um, I think that it's about the empowerment of women, the, the equality, uh, um, and you know, just really not putting womanhood in the box. But I don't think that means it has to take shots at manhood. So I love that about the army um, of women at Dora Milaje. I thought they were extremely powerful and beautiful, and I loved that their beauty was not about their hair, you know, or or anything like. They were just fiercely strong and and beautiful, um, and. Just as strong as the as the men were, um, I thought it was great. I, I loved the one of my favorite parts of the movie uh, is when uh, Denai Guriwa's character Okoye talk about it uh, was standing in the the field yeah. and and Daniel Kaluuya's character just got down on one knee and it was just beautiful to see that it kind of exalted the black woman uh, and I think often in in TV and film, we don't see that exaltation. Um, I think it was beautiful to see what did, what black did, women celebrate. What, what did she say? Because I think that's what I, I like. Oh, you talking about when she said, uh, she said, he said he, I think he was like, my love, will you kill me? Or, would you kill me? She said, for, for, for Wakanda? Wakanda? Yeah, without question. Without question. I think it's, it's interesting. It's not interesting. First of all, it's a child to think he me. Okay, <laughs> when you're surrounded by all them black, strong-minded queens, put y'all on to something right there, right? He stole, like, your, he he, stole your look. He stole my whole. <laughs> I am uh, every every sound man has an Okoye that mm-hmm. is not his woman. I guarantee you that mm-hmm. someone that has watched his back gave him bars, keys. Women have. I couldn't even begin to start on the women who have gotten me. Or supported me my entire life. Just mm-hmm. in friendship alone. Right. And they are equals. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he deferred to Koye. Mm-hmm. For, sure, she supported him. That's the king. She respects the throne. But there was no lesser of... Like, he can't yeah, she, operate without her. She was just as important, for sure. Yeah. Can't operate without her at all. Uh, so, I thought that shit was, was, was super dope. Um, I thought the conflictedness between serving Wakanda and... T'Challa was interesting. That is interesting. That's a conversation that people have around women choosing their career Mm -hmm. over anything else, family, over other obligations. Because if a man does it, we don't look twice. Mm -hmm. We don't think twice about it. I mean, got to get this bread. I got to get this check. Like, who else is going to get it? Right. And Nakia had that going on, too. Like, she... she... Who doesn't want to be with the prince? Right. But she, but she chose. She chose. Shit, not a king. Right. She was ready to go back. Like, yeah. All right, you know. And I, what I liked, what I liked about the end is that they found a way. Uh, at first, I was just like, I was trying to figure out how I felt about him asking her to stay, and she agreed the first time I saw. Her. Then the second time, I realized that she was able to stay and 
still carry out her own mission because I didn't want her to give up her mission to stay because I didn't I didn't like the way that part of the story felt if that uh, were to be like how it was gonna go but I liked it that she was able to stay and still do her work um because that is like I think sometimes we are forced to choose or made to feel like we have to choose like we can't have love and career uh and I think that's false uh I think the world tries to sell us that idea but I think we can have both so I thought that that but and with Okoye that was conflicting and it's hard to like say if she was right or wrong you know it's just like out. Yeah, because it's just like she was. She was. She was. She was loyal to that throne, but like, is is every bit of that right? Is it wrong? Um, it's her I was, job, though. Yeah, that's true. It's her, I mean, it's it's literally her job. Like, real. What was she supposed to do? That's right. And you can see because it pained he, her. It pained her to be he loyal. Comprom- well, he eventually compromised, right? But initially, he didn't. Yeah. He was being an he asshole. Chose, he chose his side. He was being an asshole. I was so mad at him. I was mad at him. <laughs> I was like, how you just going to be so shady like this? Like, well, 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 Especially you know. after Lil Rail saved him. Like, <laughs> coming through this to me? Facts. Facts. It's strange. <laughs> the sermon is not his, his gift. <laughs> it's not his gift at all. Come on and preach these Instagram memes. Yes. On, on today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I... I think that it was very telling because it shows that basically yeah us as black men we're you know we want to be strong tough powerful but we ain't shit without the women we're not and we're not always right those are facts we're not always right man none none of the black men in the movie were right maybe umbaka maybe umbaka i ain't fucking shit i ain't fighting shit (laughs) (laughs) but None of the men in the movie. Shuri carried the entire oh, entire movie. So great. She was just great. I loved how adorable. Why am I? You know how you try to click something on your phone, but you click the whole wrong thing. Like I was trying to go back to notes, but I clicked. I clicked ways. Oh, yeah. That's not gonna serve me. Anyway, um, Shuri was fierce and adorable. Like she was real likable, but like also brilliant. You know. Like, funny. She was real. What are yeah, those? Yeah, she was. She was great. Have y'all seen her freestyle videos? Like, <laughs> she freestyled in the car with Lupita on the way to something, and she, they, uh, Lupita also posted a video of her freestyling like on set, and I just, I was like, she just can't really like. How can she get any better? And she like, she's crazy. She like loves the Lord, and she, she's, you know, she's just great. She's great, and she's, I love her, and she's, I don't know, I think you she's very talented. <laughs> I, it's a stretch and somebody gonna tweak me out they're gonna be like hello you tweaking but I'd imagine this is what it feels like. this is what it felt like when Best Man came out you think about all the separate entities coming together the organic chemistry if we had social if we had social media then and we could see Tay Diggs and Sonia Lathan and Morris Chestnut and Terrence Howard and everybody engaging outside of the film because that's what we don't see right we hold it up to oh, our yeah. standard Okay. Because it, it is what it is. Right. But there's so many other things like you touched on social media where I get to see the interviews. Right. I get to see y'all just kicking it off set, on set. That's real. Just doing it. But there's so many relationships, right. you know, that in, in just organic chemistries that we get to see you being human beings outside of it that just hypes it up yeah. even more. I, so maybe not necessarily the best man, but you right. get, what, you're just, get what you're saying. And I think I, I do agree, but I also think 
just to play the angel's advocate here, um, <laughs> I think that when there wasn't social media involved, it kept a little bit of mystery, a little bit more mystery, you know, that I think worked. It didn't necessarily work for advertising stuff or, you know, just, I don't know. But, like, I feel like there was a good thing about knowing less, you know? Well, that's, that's, that is key today, though, right? Like, I, you don't need an ad to start a conversation. Like, I don't need you to market something at me for me to talk about your product or movie or whatever it's going to be. Right. right? Um, so I, I think that's genius in itself. We've been talking about this shit for... <laughs> oh, wow. For a while. So this um, talk of Black Panther brings me to another point. Okay. Just in general, in life. Uh, did you hear about Monique not getting her? She had wanted to be in it. Where you on that? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So she wanted us to band together. Lenard, can I talk? All right. <laughs> <laughs> she asked us to boycott Black Panther. Oh, uh, and that that wouldn't happen. Uh, so do we think that make it we make sense. been better off just as Black people, not Black Panther, just Black people in America, if we didn't integrate? No. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna sound crazy, but no. I, I don't have a clean answer for that. <laughs> I think when we were segregated, there were elements that were stronger and stuff. But I think... I was having this conversation the other day. I think participating in mainstream and being... What I mean by mainstream is just generally just white things because that's what's considered mainstream... Though it is like affected us negatively in some ways, I think that it's valuable. I think that's what we're seeing with Black Panther, like the the power of being a part of mainstream, the reach that you have. And I think that it gives us more legs to keep pushing our way into mainstream. So we've had to deal with a lot of bullshit with integrating. So that's the thing. Like if we were to say to segregate it, we would have had to deal with less of that bullshit. But I don't know. I don't know what other negative things would have happened if we would not have integrated. Um, I know a lot of black nationalists think that we should, you know, resegregate, which I don't agree with. No. Uh, uh, I, I disagree with a lot of... Can't put toothpaste back in the tube, buddy. No, no, no. I mean... I, but like, you know, I just, yeah, I, I feel like there's value in, a lot of value, and it's important that we, that we kind of infiltrate the mainstream and keep, keep pushing keep directing keep producing keep everything not just not just as far as film is concerned but just across the board I think we we have to to do it I I'm sorry no keep going go. I I brought that up because I go back and forth I'm not gonna lie um sometimes I think of how beautiful it will be just to like simply just go somewhere where you just want to go out and it was just all people like you and everybody was on the same page and everybody was just cool mm-hmm. and it was just like everybody was playing great music everybody was fly as fuck everybody was eating good food it sounds like Howard <laughs> it sounds like I knew it was coming I was trying to figure out but I... <laughs> never been uh, Wakanda forever um, Howard is Wakanda I, that's what I was trying to say um but yeah, and it just like so just okay, so okay, if that's Howard, why can't we have Howard everywhere? That's fair that's a fair question. I don't have the answer. 
Uh, I don't know. Probably because I'm torn. We have Howard everywhere. If if Howard is the United the Wakanda of the United States, why can't we have satellite Wakandas everywhere? Um, I, I do think beauty or or success is born out of struggle. Um, when I think about it, and this is hypothetical, I don't I don't want any. Please don't at me. Uh, I think about we. Let's say we those ships never came. We stayed exactly where we, you know, African. You knew exactly who you came from, lineage, everything. Case systems, caste systems still exist, right? Um, do you still have the same opportunities that you, as an African American, have today? Wakanda was wealthy as fuck, and there were still people when she went to Nigeria who were impoverished, and she's, you know, being oppressed by their own people. So, like, I don't, I have no idea what that looks like. But is it worth the risk? To go, what? I think it's worth the risk. Like a mother, so? yeah, hell yeah. I would, nigga, I would gamble. Fuck it. It's, it's, and, I, and I think, I do think if we, if there were no ships involved, I think also, like, it would have to just not be any colonization. If there was no ships and no colonization, I think it, it would have been pretty you, lit. You can't just omit like, but we can't like we can't like, we can't omit ships either. Okay, they okay. they you legit know, we're here. All right, all right. Like we, I, I guess I'm just thinking about just human nature. Someone has to be on top. Yeah, someone has to be. That's that's true. Um, and someone's gonna have a difference of opinion than a person that's on top. Think about being in a country that had 44 Obamas. Dog, it sounds brilliant. Until one of those Obamas decides, eh. I want to be 45. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be Obama. Uh, fuck all this neutrality. Like, fuck, fuck all this diplomacy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's tricky. Like, I mean, and 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 I do, th- like, there, there would still be hierarchy. You know, there would still be, even if there was no slavery, no colonization, there would still be black folks that were more, but there would still be black folks working for other black folks. And me maybe even forms of slaves, but the difference is, like, people always make the argument, like, Africans had slaves too, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but there was not, the brutality didn't exist. Like, these were more like indentured servants. Is there proof of that? Uh, I I read about this at the African American Museum in D.C., so I feel like it's facts. Um, Boom. (laughs) um, But, no, no, there's literature about it, uh, about how the slavery... uh, in parts of Africa, just it existed, but American slavery like exceeded it by far. Uh, so that argument is kind of a weak one to make because yes, there was a hierarchy. Yes, people worked for other folks, but like people wasn't getting castrated and hung and whipped and killed and all that. Stuff. Well, I don't know. Somebody probably got killed because America people was the apple killed. of slavery. Right. We innovated, innovated, innovated. Right, and it's because we we think about slavery a certain way because because of how we learned about it. But like, and that's the, all they're gonna teach you. In the, school, sl- the slaves in, a, in 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 different parts of the world were not as bad as you. Yeah, yeah. So, and they might not even call it slave. You know, like <laughs> they might not have called it slave. It might help them. <laughs> free labor. Like I'm just saying, just go to your home helper. Uh, <laughs> So that did sound kind of ignorant what I just said, but no, you know what I'm no, saying. Uh, I, I've said way worse. <laughs> um, oh, I know. Just kidding. Jokes, jokes, all jokes. <laughs> uh, so, 
Sorry, I was reading. Oh, life is beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that also black people are starting to integrate into media. Like, so we're seeing Black Panther, we're seeing Blackish, we're seeing so many Scandal, things. The Shy, we're seeing what's that? Black Lightning, the Black Lightning, the Queen Sugar, Sugar, Queen Sugar, the Sugar, Queen Sugar, ATL, Insecure, Insecure. So, where do we see this going in the next five years? I think it's going to as be far like as film a, is concerned, yeah, it's going to be like a renaissance. I think. Yeah, you, and you know, you got other things like. Um, you got Barry Jenkins, if Bill Street could talk, coming out uh, this year. I think uh, you know Barry Jenkins won an Oscar for Moonlight, um, so this will be his his second film since then. Well, it'll be his first film since then, uh, and I think that's gonna do really well. Um, and you know, I'm seeing all these things being produced. Like Michael B. Jordan is producing a film right now, and then he and Ryan Coogler are partnering up to do. That. You got Creed two coming out that uh, Stephen Cable Jr. is producing because uh, Ryan handed the reins to him. Uh, Lupita is about to produce a film called. Um, it's an adaptation of Trevor Noah's book, uh, yeah, Born a Born Crime. Um, Viola Davis has her own production coming. Charles D. King is a boss. 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 Macro is boss. changing so much stuff. Like, Sorry to Bother You did extremely well at Sundance. Uh, 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 Lamert Park. What, what school did he go to? Howard University. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like the, what he's doing for the business, like, and using his, and that's that's how you use your resources and use your connects and use your funds. Like he worked as a, as a, you know, the senior vice president of William Morris Endeavor for for years, over a decade, and then you know he took a leap. Like it was a real dangerous one, but like he's he's doing so well. Um, Fences was was made possible by Macro. Um, all kinds of stuff. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen after that. Like, Ava DuVernay is wrecking shit up. She has a ray, which, you know, really elevates films uh, from people of color. Uh, and it expanded. It used to be uh, specifically black folks, and she expanded it to people of color, and she really, like, pushes for women directors and all of that. Um, I think what Ava DuVernay is fantastic. The fact that this woman has like a $300 million budget or whatever it is for Wrinkle in Time is, maybe it's $100 million. Whatever, it's a lot of millions. Um, I think, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I refuse to believe that it's just trendy because I'm just, I'm an optimist. Uh, so I I think it's going to keep getting better. I think we, we continue to prove that we can do it, you know what I mean? And if we continue to sit in these producer chairs, then, you know, the possibilities are endless. Um, so, yeah, uh, I just think it's going to keep growing um, and keep keep evolving, um, continue to be lit. Oh, okay, we didn't need that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree. Like, and just from my mindset, I'm super duper duper critical of everything, and I'm always like challenging something, and like, oh, let me see this other side. Let me, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? And we had a discussion on the pod actually about this. Like, was it about time, or you know what I'm saying? Is it our time? So like, I'm starting to transition into. I think this is our time. I think it's just the I next really greatest renaissance. There are only a few people that I would take that from. Um, and you 
YouTube being that because I I don't think you there are certain spaces where you are the uh, adopter right where you actively seek you know material or new music to listen to or new shows new TV shows you're bringing up Sundance right mm-hmm. the average person doesn't look at Sundance right mm-hmm. or, or even probably nobody I heard about the festival right I heard about Cons or Canes however you said it you know say it I've heard about these festivals but I don't actively uh, pursue this information and I think that's the only way that you can actually critique what is actually out there if you have a well-rounded understanding of the things that are being produced because that's what I don't want it to get to. I don't want it to get to a thing where we're just pushing things out for the sake of pushing things out. I want people to take time and, and think about the stories and narratives that they're issuing. Oh, that's going to happen too. Like people are, st- that's it's like inevitable. There's still going to be some pushing out just I mean, for the sure, sake right? of pushing because out. Because somebody wants to, we could do another Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. We just, uh, we call them Black Ant. Like, Black Kitty Cats. <laughs> Like no, I don't. I don't want that, right? I don't. I don't. And then, then there comes a narrative where it doesn't work. It's not mm-hmm. the magic trick that they said. Well, you, who, who co-signed this, right? Who signed right. off on this shit? If you've seen Slight, then you know you got bamboozled. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> but you know, what? I want. I, I would. I would like to get to a place where we have the room and the space to make stuff that flops. That is that 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 I agree with. I a hundred and and black folk and just people of color not be so sensitive when somebody say your shit trash yeah. but Steph had to hit like 2,000 threes before people let him miss that's a, I mean but that also comes <laughs> I'm talking about from us no I'm saying yeah. that, you know what I'm saying that's the that's the correlation I'm not seeking approval of anybody any, anyone else because that's what it. I want to see us get to People were making fun of uh, Tyler Perry, myself included. Uh, said they was gonna make a Madea goes to Wakanda. Then he flexed. Uh, said some some of the scenes from Black Panther were filmed at his studios. I still don't give a fuck. Okay. Sure, because they did film. They did film a lot of that sure. in Atlanta. You might, I don't give a fuck about, but but it comes full circles. All I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm getting at. I don't really like Tyler. But I'm sorry. I like that he lent, like, that's the stuff I want to see, that he lent that space. Not he didn't lend it, I'm sure they paid for it, but like, I like the fact that that was happening and that he played that role. I I appreciate Um, that. But yeah. But do we have time? Like not minutes. touching it. I'm five, not touching it. Okay, five minutes. Not touching it. Don't touch it. I'm not touching it. Okay, so. Mute your mic. I think kind of going back to the case system, all right? I got to put my hood on. What we are seeing is the forming of the gods of black film, right? Where there's two sides to it. I think so. This is my personal thought. We can have our own shit green, green lit by ourselves, written by ourselves, directed by ourselves, produced by ourselves. Fubu. But if you don't play to the game, your shit might not ever see the day of light is there anything wrong with that I don't think I think there's a fair balance I think I think you gotta play the game without selling your soul like if you can figure out how to do that that's I think that's the best way to go Uh, I'm sorry no you you good my motto since I was 17 was play the game until you can change the game I like that so you get so good at playing that that ain't good then you can start changing your shit Slightly, you just can't go in to the NBA and start traveling. Niggas like, hey, LeBron travel now. LeBron travel all the time, but they don't care because he didn't change the game. <laughs> that motherfucker travel every play, but it don't matter because he's so great that people let him do what he wants to do. So you have to establish your greatness. 
Okay, so that's real. After the Emmy, after the Tony, after the hit sitcom show, after several stand-up specials, after several positive, profit-yielding movies, we won't. We, we're not gonna say hundred million dollar profits, but but profit, but profit. Somebody went home with more like- money. Hey, y'all niggas be trying to downplay $32 million. Let's not go there. What the yet. fuck let's are you? Let's, let's not go there this yet. Let, let's not go there this yet. Uh, profit nonetheless. Somebody went home richer than they came. Right. Right. Is that not a record that says, you know, you have carved your way into the game to have an opinion on how the game should go? Oh, I totally... Um, Agree that it has, and for sure, I think from like talking to people on Twitter today, which is not really a good thing to throw out as what you did to learn or get a grasp of the post, but people are fucking retarded. I can't. How uh, retarded is not a good word. People are different. How? Okay, so if you have Dave Chappelle. You have Chris Rock. Mm. You have uh, Nick Brennan. Mm. You have D-Ray, Fluffy. Mm. Who, give me five women legend comedians. I asked this question on Twitter and I got back Whoopi Goldberg. Queen Latifah, some more Cheryl Underwood, Whoopi. Wanda Sykes, uh, what's what's my what's my girl? Uh, it's 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 slipping me, man. I'm you talking about Tiffany Haddish? Uh, oh, she's on the she's, show she's with Karuchi right now. Oh 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 oh, 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 oh Nisi Nash. Nisi Nash, Nisi Nash, right? That's six. Uh, I I know I can give you a seven. Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand. I understand the point you're making, though. Like, I think, I think that. The reason it's easier for people to name, first of all, you got patriarch is a real thing, like it just is. And then also, what I noticed about you also have, you have to understand that you have you got comedians working hard and like you know trying to break down barriers and all this stuff, but you also like they don't let everybody in the door, mm-hmm. and there's a certain kind of comedian often that. Especially as women, as far as women are concerned, that are let in. You know what I mean. So I think there's tons of. I see funny women in stand up all the time, but not ones in mainstream. And I think that's not like. And I'm not saying it's purposely done. Like I think it's just another subconscious thing people do. But like, um, you see kind of a consistency in a lot of the the stand up comedians that we can name the stand-up female comedians there's a there's a trend there mm-hmm. um and, and i just wonder how many other comedians have tried to knock down those same doors but haven't been able to to do so but i think that's why i don't think there's less funny women no not but, at all i think in some aspects i think women comedians can say whatever they want which makes them even more funny because now you have the green light you can literally say any joke you want Right. Because who's gonna who's gonna come at you? Right. Nobody's gonna come at you, especially a woman of color. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, you read off the resume. Mm-hmm. 
if you give me that resume, mm-hmm. then how the fuck can't I ask for what I think I deserve? And how are we as a people coming at you for asking for what you think you deserve? So I, 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 there's a three questions come to mind when I, when I think about that, um, and just this is just me understanding negotiations well. I, let's broaden it to just actresses, black actresses in general, right? Where let me take a step back. We step outside right now. Cat hops out the car. Young boy yielding a gun. Shoots at a police officer. Police officer shoots him. All right. His mother goes around and says that this is another case of police brutality. Right? We miss out the part where he shot at the police officer. Everybody swarms in and says that this is a case of police brutality without digging into the facts. Okay? At the surface level. The issue I have with it, uh, looking at it and saying, well, why are you why are you encompassing this within a bigger issue if this is not that issue? I don't have the facts. to. That's what it feels like. I don't have the facts to say this is, uh, you know, gender bias. This is uh, this is against black people. But it feels like you're trying to envelope or, or align yourself with a real problem that's out there. And this isn't it. Women have been able to successfully. Uh, Trace Ellis has been able to ask for, for more money. Wanda Sykes says she was able to ask for more money. Um, Viola Davis and uh, what is the other lady's name? Said they had internal resources that got them to more money. Is it that her approach has held her back? Do people not like Monique? I don't know what it is. Were you sitting around looking for Monique? film prior to this conversation now I want to see the motherfucker I'm not gonna lie I kind of see want to see what she's talking about um, then thirdly from an ROI perspective when she came in saying Amy Schumer got 11 million dollars Dave Chappelle Chris Rock got, Chris Rock actually got 40 million dollars he got 20 million dollars per show right I think these numbers are skewed right I think that's the first first issue there, right? Is that one you came out talking about what they were getting when we should have just focused on you. Now we're comparing it to Amy, and I've said on this show, I don't think Amy should have got eleven million. Not because I don't listen to it, but Netflix realized after they gave it eleven million dollars, that shit was terrible. The viewership didn't go up. Nothing changed, right? People, they actually changed their their measuring system. From stars to, well, we think uh, there's an 80% chance that TJ might watch this. Mm-hmm. Versus you seeing it was a one star. Right. They fucked up. Right. So now coming in saying, well, I deserve it because she got it. Well, it's kind of a, we should have never gave her that. Right. Oh, okay, that was a lot of time packed. So I'm going to start from the beginning. <laughs> okay. So... When is the last time that Jamie Foxx did a stand-up? It's been a while. How much would Netflix get Jamie Foxx? A lot. A lot. Did, but he, oh, so. What's the difference? He's got his own show. She had her own show. No, he has. He, he has his own radio show that right. he maintains. He's got Foxhole. He produces several shows right. on his own right now. He, he's on several talk shows on his own 
He's right. also a movie star. He's also still being still being booked for movies presently. Right. And large scale movies at that. Right. But what does it have to do with comedy? It's about the belief. It's about the belief that people will tune in. Yeah, it's about. It's not just about comedy. It has, it's, it's not. Never, just it's not just about, about the belief. It's that about the draw. And that's what. She, but that's what she's saying though, and I think that's what people are. Maybe it should. Maybe it would be nice if it was, but it's not. She's basing it solely off talent and pedigree, but and that's where everybody is coming on top. I mean, what I was going to say. Wow, that was going to be weird. Uh, Everybody is like (laughs) on that with her because they, in their mind, and especially in 2018. So we have to think about we're in 2018 social media age. What? You don't have so-and-so followers. I don't see you. You're not visible. Mm-hmm. Why would I give you this much? Mm-hmm. It's because people now look more for the instant gratification. We're microwave instead 100%. of oven. 100%. She's <laughs> amazing. You know what I'm saying? And yes, 13 or whatever number she was asking for, sure, it was high. But that's what you do in negotiations. Like... You go low, I go high. You come on, come Michelle back. Obama. Huh? Go ahead. You, she sound like me. Is that how it feels? Yeah, it does. Damn, I'm sorry. Oh, know your worth, King. <laughs> uh, damn. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, if I am offered 500K, which I, if you gave me 500K right now, nigga, I tell some knock knocks. It don't matter if you listen to Netflix. Um, but. <laughs> But of course she's gonna want more because you have to have a radical reaction to make progress. Mm-hmm. So if I if you say oh, I'm gonna give you five dollars, I say bitch give me twenty. All right, I give you ten. You got to do something like that. But it just so happens that her voice is so loud and that she is so influential. And if you think she's not influential, check what the Breakfast Club did today. Check the mentions. Check her. She's powerful. And if she comes out with a special now, she's gonna make. Bands. Oh. So here's here's my thing. I don't I I don't think that we could just group it into the larger conversation about wage gap and and, and race. However, we cannot separate those things from it either. Right? So like the issue that there are there are issues. Like I think part of I think these issues are definitely present in this particular case. Like um the fact that she's a woman and the fact that she is black for sure, I think it's just an inexplicable effect or inexplicable. Is that inextricable? One of those. Some you can't separate. I mean, just sometimes just got to make it plain. You feel me? So you can't separate those things. However, um, and I, I don't, I don't, I think that on, on paper, perhaps, the points that she's making are, are valid, you know, and I understand what she's saying. But I also know that when you burn bridges in in that business, uh, it has a, a, an extreme effect. Now, none of us know all the facts of things that happen behind behind the scenes. But when you when bridges are burned, when the game is played differently, it comes with a set of consequences. Uh, and like. You can't say that all is right or wrong, but those are just facts, and you 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 make a choice. You make a choice whether wh- what you you choose what you say, how you say it, or you choose to risk. Um, she's choosing a riskier route, um, 
and you know people can say it's right people can say it's wrong but like the fact is like when all those elements are present it becomes a really really tricky uh and you know it just kind of becomes a, a game of what which is which and what is what but like i i, I think i think that that's a huge part of it um and i think that maybe for many people is weakening some of what she's saying um but there are also people who support it uh so but it's 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 hard to just i definitely support it more today than i did in previous weeks months what changed i saw so i looked at first okay so first i saw the clips of her on the breakfast club yesterday mm-hmm. and then i was like hmm i like that she kept her demeanor the same i like you know how she was coming with valid points just some little clip so i was like all right let me watch the whole thing because i just can't watch a clip and have a reaction from a clip so i watched the breakfast club interview but the breakfast club interview is like a straight on perspective right so now i got to see the argument from different sides so then i went to hot 97 so then i went to sway in the morning so then i started listening to her manager like which is her husband that she calls daddy which is kind of strange but then it started to make sense more and more because she feels like I think we should call this episode Daddy Issues. Oh, that'd be good. Just or Daddy Lessons and then we can have B play in the in the background as no. Uh, well, I was just going with the Wakanda and you know the daddy issues between whatever. Ruined it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I I think of course she went about this totally the wrong way. Because like the, the way that she's going for it, this Malcolm X route, really <laughs> never works out. It, she real killmongery. It's, it's, it's not working out. That, and and then, and then there's some and people that, who want to say that's real like uh, you know hush nigga like politics. I just think it goes back to your thing. You have to position yourself yeah. to play the game, get the coins, then tell the story later, right? Like yeah. because what you what you assumed is that we were going to rally behind right. and you were going to revolt against Netflix right. and that you showed your hand and then your hand fell flat on his fucking face. Right. What, I, what, what, what I think would have been best and this is just, this is me, right? Not being in that room is, like you said, counter, yeah. right? Or let's figure out how to generate momentum. Let's make this a two-part deal. Right. Maybe if I can increase such and such, I'll get such and such. But the divaism, because that's what all people talk about is that she's a terror to work with. Yeah. I don't I don't know her personally, right? I want to see you win. I want to see everybody win. But when, And those three little extras she got to say how great she was did not convince me. Do, do you see? So that's what I mean when it makes it easy for people to be against you. Right. Whether they know the truth or not. Right. Yeah. And I, I can think of so many black actresses that speak about the gender gap. They speak about the racism that they face. They speak about wanting to play other roles but they still have their jobs they still have them and like maybe somebody took less money than they should have but now they're talking about it so they can get more money now so they chose to play in a different way and it it served them you know what I mean I'm not saying that it's more right but like I think it's definitely more effective if you you know because because then they get to use their platform keep their jobs and still fight for better stuff fight for you know equality as far as pay is concerned between men and women yeah. between black folks and white folks like 
You know uh, better. I think you know better than I do. But I think that social media changes that. Right? I think like back in the 90s or whatever, if you didn't want to take a role, it was literally a motherfucker outside the door who was like, eh, I, I'll take that. You know, oh, they st- that's still the case. It, so somebody, you're saying it's it's still the case. Somebody, right? like, there's always, there will always be somebody to take a role that you don't want. Like whether, you know, because whether it's just a trash script or they want you to, you know, you know, just strip yourself of all your morals and beliefs uh, to play said role, and you know, want you to bear it all. Whatever it is, like somebody, somebody. Oh, yeah, would... got, what she got fifty thousand a, a nickel? Did she? Like that. <laughs> Damn, I would pay it away more. But like, and that's not even that wasn't even like I under I that nudity in that film, like I that I get it, like. It wasn't just for the sake. They could have not showed her her boobs, but it wasn't just for the sake of her being naked. You know what I mean? It was like a deeper meaning behind it. No, nah, it was. Just, it was I mean, it nah, just. It was, wasn't it? I mean, it was a deeper meaning to me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, no, but I'm just <laughs> just saying. Like, uh, what was I saying? Shit. Uh, you there, there, there's there, always someone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's always, 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 always somebody um, that's willing to compromise more than than you are. Um, just waiting at the door. Yeah. For, you know, for you to say no. Um, yeah, I think that's the same. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I I agree with the premise of what she's saying. I don't agree with how she's going about saying it. You can't come. Exactly. For, you can't come for Oprah. Never. That just, I feel like that just don't work out. You don't, and I'll, why would you even want to? Yeah, I just feel like it's certain people you don't come for. You and I don't even come want for like, like Michelle I, Obama, no, Oprah. Don't. Barry. No. No, don't do it. Yeah. So, and I mean, and also just as a as a principle to life, you always have to be a pleasure to be around when you're conducting business. Absolutely, we, that is huge. Yeah. If, when you walk into an audition room, if people feel like they're not gonna enjoy work with you, you can you can kill that shit. You can yeah. kill it. But if if you feel like you're not gonna be fun to work with, you won't get hired. Right. You need to seem like you know a joy to be with. And sometimes people you know are pretty convincing, and then they turn out to not be so great to work with. But most times people can really read that about you. Um, but yeah, if you. And I've seen people do it on a much smaller scale. Like people are walking and just think that they are owed something. And I just be thinking in my head, you're you're not gonna work very much. Uh- <laughs> like, I think it's crazy. And I know we we only have so much time left. But even like listening to some of the greats, I think Viola Davis is amazing. Absolutely. Right? And even her talk about just having to exercise humility mm-hmm. on a constant. And she can never get too high off of what she's done before. Absolutely. And I. I think the only person that Monique has yet to blame is herself. Or daddy. Or daddy. And and just look and say, damn, well, is it me? Because I didn't, you know, she told some story about not hopping on a plane to do a press tour. But it's just like, fuck, you're in the movie. It, maybe you are contractually, you know, obligated to do it, but be a good sport. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of something to compare that to. You know, on our day to day lives. Like, I mean, I get it because she technically would be doing work that she wouldn't comp- what wasn't being compensated for. But that's when you like that's when you really got to choose. Like for me, and this is just who I am. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna say yes um, because that's just who I am. But I can't say it's wrong for you. To 
to not do it if you're not being compensated for it. Like some people won't post a certain amount of things on social media unless they're compensated for it. I just, I'm just not really that way. I, I would like to always be paid what I'm worth, but like, I don't know. It just, and sometimes with certain projects, you got to decide whether you're going to be a team player and just, you know, just kind of jump in and like, you know, and just give what you can to it. Uh, like, and I've done work where, you know, I, I've done more than I needed to, um, but like, it's cause I wanted to do it and people appreciate that and they remember. And then like, like you just got to think about the long run, but it's about your, it's about your heart too. If you, if you, if, if you don't get the heart to do it, then but like, do you pay for, you pay for that? You pay for it. In business, I think even in giving, it can still be about you. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I think even, even more than the regular day to day, like you always intentionally give right. because you know, okay, I'm going to scratch your back. I got you. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. Like, I, that's not how I give. I don't give because I'm just like, well, I want you. I get it. But in, biz, in the business setting? Mm. It, I mean, I, I think it is very much so give and take. Yeah, maybe. If, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying you're cashing out. In the, right? in the business instant, setting, maybe, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. like, that's not fair. like personal, yeah. That's fair. But you even alluded to it that people remember you for that, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. You gain, you've gained something from, from that exchange. Right. Um, and I, I think it is the two tails right then and there, right? You've got Viola who has an Emmy, a Tony, all the, the same accolades as well. And speaks on humility like I, I she has a show now that's been running for several seasons mm-hmm. i can't let it get to me because the moment it does you know all of this stops i always wanted to be more for real than kanye facts same person well i can't say say that like 100 percent, but i understand where you're going with you know that. what i'm saying mm-hmm. same person same talents um is that all we have yeah, man. It's been one of the longer ones, but it's been fun. Yeah, it's been four hours. Was it long? Uh, it was an hour and 16 minutes. Oh. oh Time flies. Time flies. When you have a TJ, thank you. Thank you very much. No TJ. diggity, no doubt. Please, please. <laughs> I was like literally about to say, thank you. Please come back. You know how to start playing the music so you leave. All right. <laughs> uh, um, thank you for listening. Uh, again, it's because. Mm-hmm. It's a boy Diplomatic. And TJ. T Jizzle. See? Production shizzle. My nizzle. There you go. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> uh, we'll be at TJ's party tomorrow. And on uh, whichever day we come back and record, we will let you know how it went. Yes. Bye. <laughs> but because you're on that microphone, and when we open up these microphones, we know just how powerful our voices can be. Don't we, Angela? Yes, we do. And we know that what we say can become law. Correct, Lenar? Absolutely. So when we do that, we must then explain it to our community because we know how poisonous it can be when we put things out, but we can't back it up. <laughs> <laughs>